Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of ABG, Asian Boss Girl. We are a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. I'm Janet. I'm Helen. And I'm Mel. And today we wanted to dive into a little bit about what is it that makes being a 20-something girl different from a 30-something woman? Wait, 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 you guys. I got it. Cool. Point taken. <laughs> also, copyright issues, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, Brittany. <laughs> so we thought a natural place to start uh, might be in careers. How is your career and work different in your 20s versus your 30s? Like, Helen, what was your experience like? Like, getting your first job? <laughs> yeah, no, I think post-college. So I'm 29 now. Still still 20s. Sure. But if I were to partition it between different segments of my life, I would say between 21 and, I guess, 20, 25, like, the work period. Yeah. That was, like, a point when you're trying to prove yourself a lot. Mm-hmm. And work itself is very exciting. You're at a job. No more tests. No yeah. more having, like, a very, I guess it's still a set schedule. But um, making money and actually starting your career is very exciting. Yeah. So for me, I started in um, one of the big four uh, companies. Very corporate job. Um, a lot of corporate parties. Yeah. Exciting. But I worked my butt off. Was it really competitive? Um, it didn't feel that competitive. But it was a lot of stress that I just put on myself, I guess. You wanted um, to achieve and you wanted to prove yourself. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, would, I would call it the, the prove it period for sure. I definitely relate to that. Um, I started my, my career, my first job right out of college also at a big four. Um, Damn, but, <laughs> and so, and to Helen's point, like, I mean, you work really hard, but then there are like, they do all these like happy hours and parties. Mm-hmm. You're in this lifestyle where it's like work super hard, play super hard. Mm-hmm. And, um, I learned pretty quickly that it was like not the place for me. Really? Yeah. I mean, and I, I got like, it was, I was really like depressed and like, I, you know, I tried to push through because I think as your first job, like you don't, at that time, um, it was like you don't want to leave a job before one or two years. Like, it looks bad on your resume, mm-hmm. right? So I kind of held on to it. And I also... How long did you hold on to it for? 
two and a half years. (laughs) (laughs) But it was like, you know, a long enough period where a lot of my friends and family were like, dude, you or my family was much more like, this is like what you work for. You should continue doing that. And some of my friends were like, dude, you're so unhappy. Like you need to do Mm. something else. But I didn't know other options, you know, and I and it Mm. was very much like kind of I guess maybe I wasn't I was just kind of like going, operating through like college, achieve the thing that you Mm -hmm. should do and then get the job you should get. It wasn't super thoughtful or like passionate about this, Mm -hmm. um, which is really different than Mel, right? Like tell us about your experience. Yeah. Before I do, I had a question for you guys. Like you guys said like, oh, this is like my prove it period um, for like, you know, work and career. Would you say like the main source of happiness at that time was financial? Because at a big four, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming Mm -hmm. you guys make, you know... I think the thing is that for me at that time, my family, my friends, I had a steady boyfriend at that point. And so everything was like good, right? Okay. And so it was work that was, it was exciting. That was the exciting part of my life. Because everything else was like, oh, I have this like figured out. It's stable. Yeah. So this is the thing that I need to focus on. Exactly. Yeah. But Janet, you didn't, well, did you feel like, yeah. you know, because you got over it really fast. Was it because, okay, I'm making good money, but I'm not really happy anymore. I actually wasn't making, gr- I mean, I was making better than average money I think for Mm -hmm. starting out like out of college Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like I was getting paid bank right yeah (laughs) I think for a good part of my 20s I was looking for like validation Mm -hmm. um and it wasn't something I realized but I was just so super ambitious and like chasing something and Mm -hmm. I I, yeah it mattered a lot to me like the the name of the company that it was respectable that it was Mm -hmm. like a technical job and I think that's also you know growing up like Chinese American like my dad's an engineer I was always like math was always valued over you know like arts or Mm -hmm. like even uh, literature and stuff like that so my 20s were a period of like mass confrontation with that type of thinking Mm -hmm. and realizing that that didn't match what I personally valued but for you Melody like so you I didn't do that yeah (laughs) what did you do (laughs) well okay so I went to like I think I went to a good UCSD it's a good school yeah Um, Merman sorry (laughs) me and Janet from UCSD Helen BU BC Um, BC. oh sorry that's a bad mistake (laughs) (laughs) no but like for me um I kind of thought I would just get a job right away after college because like you know like in high school and college, I felt like I had everything figured out. I was like, you know what? I have good grades. I'm in extracurricular activities. Super Enjoy. involved. Yeah, I was involved mm-hmm. in everything. And so after college, I was like, I'm going to get a job easily. And my mom made it seem like it was just a breeze. And I was like, yep, mm. okay, totally. Yeah. But the thing is, what happened was like, during my internship at in college, like I fell in love with it so much. I wanted to extend it. What was your internship? It was at the film festival in San Diego, oh, which is the Asian American film festival. Um, loved it. I wanted to extend it. My mom was like, uh, you're not getting paid, but okay, mm-hmm. I guess. But after this, she had to move back home. And I was like, okay, fine. I moved back home and I was unemployed for a few months. And I was like, oh my God, everyone else is getting a job around me. I'm not making any money. This is so embarrassing. And then my favorite YouTube production company released an internship. And I was like, oh, I need to, I really need to do this. My mom's like, you already interned like six months past graduation. You need to find a real job now. Right. Like you got to do it. I had this moment when I was like, you know what, I really want to do this internship because I realized through, like, my film festival internship, like, I love media and, like, storytelling. So I told myself, okay, I'll apply to this internship. If I get it, I will take it. But mm-hmm. if I don't, it's meant for me that, like, I just have to, like, find a full-time job. Like, that's my path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I eventually got the internship, <gasps> which, like, has totally led me to, like, this different world of, like, following your passion, your dreams. Like, yeah. that is a reality you could take. So it was exactly what you expected and what you wanted out of it. Yes and no, because I feel like I expected to make income, which I didn't. 
to be honest. Like, so well, you had to sacrifice, like, well, I, something. When yeah. I say income, I, I thought I'd be making compared to my peers. Like, they right. got, I worked in finance and tech right away, and here I am pursuing entertainment. Mm-hmm. Okay, but, so you're very, yeah. like, kind of, like, um, faith-driven or, like, whatever very. is going to happen is meant to be. And I feel like I've adopted that type of mentality now, but, like, earlier in my 20s, I was so – it was just, like, blunt force like I need this and this is these are the you know yeah, like metrics that I need to hit and really? I was yeah, like I need to there's no there's no like it was meant to be it's like I either get it and it's great or I don't and it sucks <laughs> like, yeah I wonder too because like I feel like everyone's being told like oh I'm a millennial like you can do better or like you need to pursue your dreams like we're taught yeah. that that's yeah. the millennial mindset yeah, and I feel sure. like I'm totally that mindset yeah and I'm that example. and I wonder if there's like a difference between I mean Mel's not too much younger than Janet and myself please but- I'm much younger than you guys um, but I do think that there's been a mentality like shift amongst people yeah. who are coming in from college now mm-hmm. where they expect sort of their environment in work to be a lot more techie. They want like, you know, the beanbags, the free food, the free yeah. booze and all of that. Exactly. And people are looking for that. And in a company that like where I'm at, I see people are like, oh, I'm not getting this. Why am I working so hard? Right. So there's almost like a feeling mm-hmm. of people feel entitled nowadays. Oh my gosh, yes. And yeah. I think also, I mean, I haven't looked this up, but in terms of like turnover, I think the turnover from undergrads coming into college is a lot faster. I mean, like oh, two totally. to three years compared to like five or so years, yeah. five plus years. Like at like a company? A couple, yeah. yeah. And there's been so many articles written about how our generation or the millennial generation is like so idealistic and looking for all the perfect things. Yeah. yeah. And for me, I spent, so after my period at that company, I was in San Francisco. That was like the you know, epitome of the spot where a lot of this thinking was growing. Yeah. And I realized after moving out of San Francisco that I was, it wasn't so much being brainwashed, but there was this pressure of everyone wanting to like do do good and like change the world and do all this stuff. So you were looking for your job and your profession to provide you everything about your identity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to Helen's point, like when your job is so much your focus, I really like, it's not that I neglected my friends and family, but like I definitely didn't visit home very much. Mm-hmm. I didn't call home very much. It was like my parents reaching out. Yeah. With my friends, like I just I wasn't conscientious or thoughtful about my relationships. I was just responsive. If mm-hmm. someone asked me to hang out, sure, I would do that. If there were parties, sure, I would go. And mm-hmm. it was all just like logistics. It wasn't like, do I want to spend time with you? Or the people that I liked, did I, would I make time to spend time with you? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as I'm getting older, that's definitely something that I focus on more. Mm-hmm. How do you see your relationship with your friends and your family having or do you think it's changed kind of over time? I think, well, I'm still in my mid-20s, so I feel like I'm entering the phase where, entering the mindset now that I'm like, you know what, like, I do have friends that I love, but I'm willing to pick and choose the time I spent with them mm-hmm, versus yeah. before, I, like, Janet, like, you, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I don't want to miss out on anything or what if something mm-hmm. happens that FOMO, I don't I don't know exactly. FOMO. FOMO. Yeah. Yeah. But now I'm, like, at the point where, I'm like, I kind of don't care anymore and I really yeah. spend time with myself yeah. versus some group I'm, like, I don't, I'm not, like, feeling it this week. Not yeah. that I don't love you, but I want I want me time. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think when you're younger coming out of college, and I think for me, especially, like, moving to a new city was a lot of, I want to hang That's out with, like, as thing. many people as I can mm-hmm. and then you spread yourself too thin and you realize you're not developing the relationships that you really should be. Well, let's talk about that, Helen. That's, like, a huge thing. Helen moved across the country from Boston to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. Like what was, uh, like what prompted that? It kind of just happened naturally Yeah. where I think after three years at the company, everything just sort of felt like fine, right? Mm. It's like the big F. Boyfriend was good, family's good, but everything was very complacent and I just needed a a change. So You needed more challenge or something stimulating. Yeah. yeah. You get a motorcycle, like, you know, like a lot of older I guess I could (laughs) have. I I could (laughs) have gotten a motorcycle. And the funny thing is that now that I've moved here, I appreciate Boston and everyone in Boston oh my a God. lot yeah. more yes. than I used to. Are you more close with your like family now that yeah. you're in LA? Because you call sure. them constantly, right? Mm-hmm. 
a lot closer to my family and friends just appreciating like the stability that's there yeah. the fact that it's always been there and now that it's still there every time i go back i'm like guys let's hang out and they're yeah. like, you're too excited to hang out with us right now yeah. <laughs> like, i, think I have a lot of respect yeah. for that because i also i tried i did a couple of moves in my 20s and i actually mm-hmm. i went from california to new york and i always tell people that i tried to live in new york i didn't successfully do it because i was there for like eight months and then i was like mm, this is not for me i'm coming home mm-hmm. Wait, would you say that um that was your quarter life crisis when you moved to new york it was definitely part of it yeah and i think kind of like contrasting to mel you know coming out of college and really tr- like pursuing your passions mm-hmm. i i started out in like a safer job and then when i realized like how miserable i was i was like okay i'm really gonna like i will i became much more idealistic mm-hmm. and was seeking like the perfect profession or career that would allow me to like help people and Mm -hmm. like be creative Mm -hmm. and I was looking for all these things and it was way too idealistic so what did you do in New York then so you left your your cushy big four job yeah um so I did a couple of different things I because I was in San Francisco I first started out doing like social enterprise work uh which I learned pretty quickly I can't make a living to be able to live in San Francisco doing that uh, and then I switched. I was like, advertising. That's mm-hmm. something that's creative. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, like, the plan was to move to New York and work in advertising. Um, but I learned throughout that process that, like, both advertising and New York City are really, really tough industries and places to live. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I, I tried to change too many things at once. So if I had gone there maybe earlier in my 20s and if I had, like, a job going there or, like, friends living there, I think it would have been different. But... Um, so you, but you had a job in advertising for eight months in New York. I did not. I oh. went there with two suitcases, yeah. uh, with booked a Airbnb for two weeks, and I had um, I didn't have a job, and I knew like a couple people, but there was definitely that pressure of like, okay, you probably have like two months, and if mm-hmm. you don't get a job in two months, it's probably not, not the thing, and I kind of messed it up where initially when I went out there, I had. Um, more or less a job offer but for me it was like oh this is it's like the first one no I should like everyone says New York is like massive opportunities I should go there and interview multiple times and then it ended up not working out so for the next six months you were just chilling yeah and you know New York is a really hard place to be in if you don't have a job because that's all people do yeah yeah Yeah. and then it's like you don't there's no reprieve in your apartment I had I lived in a and I mean, it was a closet. Yeah, it was a closet with like two other people. Oh my gosh! Um, and my my roommate was like French and like super anal, and so I was just like, I'm just gonna stay in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. So it just I when I didn't have a job, I was like sitting in my room, oh. um, or or trying to go out and like take meetings. Okay. And do all that, but yeah, it so was. That, so that was your. So that was your. I'm gonna go and pursue my passion. Yeah. Type even though adventure even endeavor. though I knew in my gut, like I was like, oh, I don't think this is it. Um, and that was a really pivotal point for me because I think we're taught like we're raised to believe that you should push through and that you should like get the job survive in the mm-hmm. city and I, mm-hmm. all the people that I met there that came from like LA were like oh everyone hates it here for the first year and then you love it mm. I learned that New York is just not the place for me um and I came back to Los Angeles and um you're home yeah and I I'm actually really like this is probably the first time that I found a place where I know I'm going to be here long, long term. Yeah. I have no plans to leave. Yeah. So. That's, that's crazy for me to think about. Because like right now in my mid-20s, I like you know, living in LA, I'm, it's starting to hit me that like, oh my gosh, like this is a place I'm going to probably settle down with and get married. Yeah. And just figure out where in LA do I want to settle down. Yeah. Because like, you know, I'm still like 25. No, I'm 26. <laughs> Sorry. Late Forever 20s. <laughs> Welcome. But do you guys ever think about that? Like living in LA, it's like, this is where I'm going to start a family. Yeah. Get yeah. Married. Totally. Yeah. And I think that's the thing for me too when I moved here. I think f- 
I knew that Boston probably wouldn't be the place that I would settle down in. But now that I've moved here a couple of years in, I do feel like this is probably like I have that secured and knowing that I want to stay here. Right. Yeah. And then you can just focus on other things in life in terms of fam, like friendships, family, like just dive a little bit deeper into those areas of your life once that part of you settled. Yeah. I have a question for you guys um obviously being my mid-20s i'm still in the point of my life where i want to find my passion but also mm-hmm. find a work that relates mm-hmm. to it like mm-hmm. was it different for you guys in your 20s versus your 30s i think i think for me that's that's an interesting question because i think you started off with your passion first mm-hmm. versus i was more i think maybe to your point Jana earlier is the chinese slash asian american <laughs> in me um based on upbringing from family that's like find a secure job afterwards right, right? um so i feel like i did that and it's gotten to a point where I'm very confident and comfortable in my job, but at the same time, now my mind's sort of going towards, okay, well, what's my passion? What what do I actually like want to do in life? So it's very, it's very, I think, opposite of, of what did, yeah. of what you you went through. Um, and I don't know, Janet, if that's the same. same I'm kind of like, I guess, a blend because I started out in the super practical and then like totally um, went the opposite direction. It was like pursuing my passions and like doing all these things where I was like not getting paid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I eventually evened out to return to a career, but became really focused in on what are the things that matter to me mm-hmm. in my 30s. I realized like I identified what things I need my job to give me and then what things I could look elsewhere. And similar to Helen now, like s- since I've now stabilized my career and my job gives me those things that I value, uh, which is like financial stability, um, you know, like good work-life balance, that I work with people that I respect, um, now some of those passion things I'm looking to be like more creative or to like help people, I'm looking to explore how to do that in other avenues in my life. Mm-hmm. Is there any advice you'd give someone like me who's about to enter this point of life someday? Mel, the advice that I would give to someone in their 20s and in the middle of exploration is that you should explore. Mm-hmm. But I would preface it with like do it mindfully um, because I think you can see from someone like Helen's background, uh, for the person working the corporate job, don't feel like because you're six or seven years in that this is going to be the rest of your life. You have to- like, that's just the, the tip of the iceberg of your career. There's so much time that you have in the future to explore, to change up different industries, change up different functions. And I think if I could go back and, and advise myself, I wouldn't have jumped ship so early. I would have, I would have stayed at the corporate thing and maintained like what I need for my job, which is financial security mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And then started out pursuing my passions more on the side, maybe, or getting more clear about like like doing the testing, but still main, like holding on to my ground of safety. I kind of just like leapt. I was like, no, I don't want this job, and I'm gonna dive in. And I kind of like, I feel like I kind of landed on my face a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I learned the hard way. Um, so I, I would say, yeah, like explore. But as you're exploring, like. Figure out like what are the lessons that you're taking away, and know also like what your your stability point is. Mm-hmm. I think to Janet's point, it's exploring and also finding sort of understanding yourself and building that confidence within yourself. I think within the 20s, a lot of people are like, "Oh man, once I hit 30s, I have to have babies, I have to already yeah. thinking tracking back, I already have to have been engaged by 26." Mm-hmm. I think for me now that um, later in my 20s, if I were to have I guess redone it again mm-hmm. since post college. I would probably use more of my time to really focus on developing these passion projects instead of using that time to say like, oh, I need to sleep or I need to just <laughs> hang out with friends, but really trying to develop that so that that becomes a bigger part of your life in your mid slash later 20s and becomes a bigger part of you, which I think, Mel, to, you, to, to what you've done 
is very enviable of that, that you were able to take that time after college to really pursue your passions. I think that's really cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks. you know, I think it's, um, it's, it is very applaudable, Mel. I think in the context also when you said that your friends and your family maybe at times advised against it or that you, it, it was very different. I'm sure it felt very alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh you gosh. had, so you're, you listen to yourself, or you listen to your own voice strongly enough to, to push through that. And also you're still so young, like who knows, maybe in like five years you will be in mm-hmm. the super corporate environment. You'll be making bank, you know, <laughs> like you have no idea, um, what direction your career will take you. And if you're, if you're scared now that, you know, you've, you've done this, you're like still worried about financial stability and all that. I think it's great that you're starting with it and you know what you want. Yeah. You're sure of what you want. Versus Janet and I here. <laughs> yeah, we relied on the default setting a little bit. <laughs> Regardless of what you decide to do after college, everyone's going to have a different path, whether it's a passion project, a secure job, corporate location or whatever. It's everyone's journey is going to be different. Yes. And it's always right, yeah. whatever you end up doing. Um, I really appreciate you girls giving me acknowledgement for this, I guess, weird way of starting my 20s. Starting. Or- or <laughs> entering or my how work you, life. How you spent your early 20s. Yeah, yeah I think it's kind of unconventional. A lot of Asian, in the very Asian American values. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many questions I would have for you guys in regards to my 20s. I didn't get to ask you guys, like dating, relationships, families. But I guess that's something we'll probably have to dive in into another episode, right? We'll continue this topic of 20-something girls versus 30-something women. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And we'll touch upon these different topics such as love, family, friends, um sex (laughs) (laughs) do you want to talk i mean we could get into that if we wanted to there's a difference (laughs) (laughs) we know you want to talk about sex mel (laughs) what's sex (laughs) um but don't forget we're also on social media so ladies when you have a quick time in the toilet to check your face please check us out we are there (laughs) check your face face. (laughs) i check my face in the restroom okay you said on the toilet (laughs) i mean hey you put on the camera (laughs) just kidding multitask (laughs) Thanks, ladies. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.